It's a Bible rundown. Your your favorite pastors, Pastor Rob and Pastor David, are on the mic today. We're on the podcast. It's the Bible rundown. We're running it down every single day on the rundown. David Cottle, it's Deuteronomy. We're in the middle of the, the second giving of the law. Tell us what we need to know. Rob, I think we were talking about this right before we started, but there's a reality that I think our enemy, right? Satan is seeking to devour and destroy and to kill. And he wants to do everything in his power to drive God's people away from viewing him as both a faithful God that's worth serving, but also away from following what God has commanded us to do in terms of living a holy and blameless life before him. And I think that's what Moses is getting at. Although he doesn't label the adversary in particular, the adversary is the people's own heart, right? So he gives them these reminders over and over again, seven through nine, um, not to become proud or prideful mm. in, in what they've seen God do in the past and make them think that they're favored just because of who they are. They're favored, Rob, because God chose them. And so I think for us, there's a lot as we dive into these books of how we respond to the love of God is important in terms of how it's going to drive our obedience to the Lord in the long term. And in the short term, how we view just our daily interactions with God, right? Whether or not we view him as sovereign and in charge of all things in our life and working out all things for the good of those who've been called according to his purpose, or whether we we wrestle with the the stubbornness that we see in Israel, right? And, and refusing to see except the fact that God disciplines us for our own good. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of unpackage that as we go. But um, man, just really what jumps off to me right off the bat, verse six through eight of chapter seven, where Moses is reminding the people that they're a holy people to God because he has chosen them as a treasured possession out of all the peoples of the earth, right? And we, we know that theme from Peter, um, that we're a royal race, a, a holy priesthood, people of God's own choosing. So uh, praise God that he's, he's chosen us out of all people in the world to be called his children. Amen. Amen. To be his treasured possession. And he wants us to remember that. He wants us to remember why, <clears throat> why he has saved us, not because of our own good, right? It's mm. because of his love. And when we're reminded of his love, then we're able to love him back in obedience to his commands. And he reminds them of this multiple times. He tells them to remember in chapter eight, <clears throat> remember what the Lord God has done for you, how he's provided for you in the wilderness, how he's brought you up out of Egypt, now provided for you these 40 years. And now you enter into the promised land. Do not forget that it's the Lord God Almighty that gave you this land. And so, see, so not only are we to depend upon the Lord in our time of the wilderness and the time of desperation, but we are also to depend upon the Lord in the time of fruit, mm -hmm. in remembering how the Lord provided for us, in remembering what the Lord gave to us. And I think this journey of Israel is much like this, our journey on earth, right? We, it's the, it's the, we know that it's coming, but it's not yet. And we're in the middle of this journey and we're waiting for the promises of God to be fulfilled. 
And yet we have to trust in the Lord amidst the wilderness. And then when he does bring us some fruit or some blessings in our lives, we have to trust that it was not our good that brought about those blessings in our lives, but it was the faithfulness of our God. And so, David, when we read these passages, we have to relate our own walk with the Lord God Almighty. And, um, you know, I I think that in chapter 9, if you want to say something about chapter 8, you can. But I think chapter 9, the, the, the biggest thing that people miss is, is verse 6. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is not giving you this land to possess because of your righteousness. For you are stubborn people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, he, and he goes on to say that the reason why he, he gives them the land is not because they were good, but because of the people's wickedness of Canaan and his faithfulness to his word that he promised beforehand. Yeah, so no, I... whenever we receive the blessings of God, it's not because we're good. It's because he is faithful to do what he's promised. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I had actually kind of highlighted in my notes those verses right before four through five. Right, he he tells them that it's not because of um, their righteousness that he's driving out these wicked nations. It's actually because uh, he knows that they're going to stumble. Um, that their righteousness is a fragile thing. Right, that they can't keep all the law of God, and so he's trying to remove every roadblock or every hindrance that might cause his people to lose sight and lose faith of him. And so it's an interesting concept. And it, it really made me think of what Jesus prayed for us in John 17, where he talks about that he has, he's kept them from the evil one, right? And his prayer as he is facing his death and ultimately his resurrection and ascension into heaven is that God would keep us in the world, but not of it. And uh, man, these promises, I think, are huge. It's a a recurring theme that we see throughout Scripture. And you mentioned it, the already not yet, right? We've been sanctified in Christ, and there's an ongoing process of of putting off sin. Um, But I think for us, it's this reminder, like, we have to guard what's been entrusted to us, right? So go back to where we started. Our adversary, the devil, is looking for things, that are the weak points in our life that he can magnify and turn into sins that would turn us away from the Lord. We have a friend, right. That uses a saying, don't let the kittens become lions. And I think that that's what this whole theme of driving out the nations from the land before them is what God is telling them. You have to be on guard, take every thought captive, make it obedient to the Lord first and foremost. It's a good word, man. The, uh, This, this seven through nine of Deuteronomy ought to be meditated on and looked at extensively. I think if we were going to preach Deuteronomy, we would preach these texts because mm-hmm. the wisdom of God here as they enter the land of, of not being fearful of what's coming about, but also when God does bless them to remember it, it's a work of God but then also that they shouldn't become prideful because it's not because of their good that they're inhabiting the land, but because of God's God's word is coming to about. Like all of those things, every church in America and the leadership of the churches in America should really look at and go, 
anything that good happens here is not because we did something right. It's not because we're good. It's because our God is faithful to do what he says according to his word. If we have giants in our way and things that are impossible tasks, we should trust in the Lord because he's the one that, that can deliver. Amen. And and all of these things, we should we should continually remind ourselves on a daily basis as leaders and as people of God and as churches and as, as we gather together because it's all for his glory and it's not for our own. Mm-hmm. It's a good word. Well, it's the Bible Rundown. We'll see you tomorrow.